Stephanie Thompson, GUEBO. My guest is Vice President at Numbers USA, Jeremy Beck, talking about a stress on the water supply. Hi, Jeremy. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just so vilely upset about what's happening in Israel. I could, I, I, I just, I can't stop dwelling on it this morning. Everyone mm-hmm. is just up in arms, and I think the fact that we have people in America dancing in the streets at the at the beheading of babies and killing of innocents at a concert. I mean, what what is wrong with people? And I know that the open border has allowed many people who think like those who are members of Hamas think into this country without stopping them. So I am worried right now. I understand that there's two million gotaways from January 2021 to September 2023. Those are so-called, uh, you know, gotaways. That's that's people who have avoided encounters uh, at the border but have gotten into the country illegally. And that's that's on top of the two million who have been caught and released into the country, about four million people, which is the population of uh, the city of Los Angeles uh, over just the past couple of years. I, I just, and that, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I just can't imagine... You know, they they go after, I can't remember the name of the person in Texas who ended up quitting their job because the power grid couldn't handle it when they got a winter they weren't expecting. You know, everybody was running their heat. The grid couldn't handle it. Shut down. People froze to death. I get that. It's horrible. But how can anybody, as a leader of whether it be water or power or any other necessary service or product, how can anybody be held accountable when... Our government cannot hold themselves accountable to stopping people from coming across the border who are the ones putting the burden on that infrastructure to begin with. That is one of the the several big picture questions that we need to keep keep in mind. And uh, you know, you, you mentioned there's a lot of immediate term crises that are associated with the border crisis, and you can see that in cities around the country that are major destinations for people who are entering the country illegally or being released into the country. Um, huge demands on the infrastructure of those cities, and infrastructure includes not just <clears throat> physical inf- infrastructure like housing, but also uh, natural resources. Um, everybody needs food and water. Uh, that doesn't matter where you're from, what country you were born in. Uh, we all need to eat and we all need to drink. Now, the United States is, when it comes to water, the United States really has you know, quite a lot of water. We're not going to run out of water anytime soon. But And we've become much more efficient at using it. Um, our, our total water use has declined even as our population has grown. Nevertheless, Adding a city of Los Angeles every couple of years to due to illegal immigration alone, not to mention legal immigration, which is the highest in the world, uh, does put additional demands on our water resources. And even though we've become more efficient at using it, uh, water levels have also declined in recent years. And 40% of wells have reached all-time lows in the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. So. There are um, a couple of trains that are heading towards each other, and they're they're going to collide. Um, and it won't be a case where, you know, I'm not, I'm not on your show to say that we're going to, you know, suddenly have no water, but what you're going to see are increasing number of fights over where, where and how that water is used. So you've got, you have, 
You have people who say, look, we want to we keep these waters in the streams to protect fishing, recreation, uh, ecosystems. You can have other people who say, we need, we need to use this water for agriculture. Agriculture requires a lot of water, uh, and we want, that, uh, we want those farms to feed ourselves and also to feed parts of the world. And then at the same time, you're going to have people who say, look, we've, we're, we're adding a city of Los Angeles due to illegal immigration. We're adding an L.A. county every 39 months due to our immigration system overall, um, 10 million people every three and a half years or so, we're going to have to divert all of that water from those streams and rivers and, uh, and farms into cities to support these, uh, these additional people. That's the big picture uh, question that we have to keep in mind. Our immigration policy does in some ways boil down to a simple question, which is how big do we want to be? Congress has set limits very high at over a million a year in terms of our legal system, and now we have this shadow system that is running twice as high as our legal immigration system that was created as con- uh, by Congress. Well, if everyone in Hollywood who said they were going to leave when Trump was elected would actually have done it, this would have made the problem a little easier. But um, <laughs> we we already have this problem, Jeremy, because we we fight at the confluence of the Missouri and the Mississippi at St. Louis and about the dams that are used along the way between the two mighty rivers. Um, I'm from North Dakota, and now I live in Missouri. So I get both sides. I understand that the Garrison Dam and the others that they have up there, they need that water, not just for recreation, but for whatever you know power they use it for so many different things, including fishing. But it, it, we f- we fight over whether or not the water should be allowed to move because we need it to move barges. We need it to for agriculture. We need it down here. But this this fight already is happening. I mean, it, this thing right. going on year after year is it, for the twenty three years I've lived in Missouri. This fight has never ended because of a piping plover and a, a pallid sturgeon. I mean, give me a break. A bird and a That's fish. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, and, you know, and these fights, I mean, you're, that, that's a great example. And, you know, it's gotten national attention on the, the fights that are going on in the Southwest, where, uh, where this population growth, driven largely by our immigration policy, is colliding with a mega drought. And even in the Southeast is anticipated to experience water supply problems in the future. Um, and, uh, again, it's not going to so much be a question of whether or not we're going to have water or not, but we are not going to have enough for everybody to use it exactly how they want. And, uh, you know, what's the old saying? Whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. There, a fight <laughs> over water is never a dull fight. Um, it's, it's existential. Yeah. Well, I know. Let's put an extra million people in a desert where they already have to pipe in water and see if we have a water shortage. I mean, come on, Arizona, New Mexico, areas like that. I realize they have their high points and their wells and their their springs and, and water sources that are way beneath the ground they can dig and get to. But the bottom line is they're they're in a desert, okay? There, it's not really a livable situation to begin with. We've made it livable by taking modern technology and bringing the water in. But if we just stopped doing that, there wouldn't be enough water for half of the city to live. That's right. We've 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 had a lot of technological breakthroughs that have enabled oh, us yeah. to do things that you would think were impossible, like having huge cities in the middle of the desert, having agriculture in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we may have further technological breakthroughs that can help mitigate the impact of this. Mm-hmm. And you know, my organization, Numbers USA, doesn't take positions on any of those 
questions, they're, they're likely to happen in some way, shape, or form. But uh, our immigration policy is a major factor in this, and it almost never gets discussed. Um, but it is numerically significant, the sheer numbers of people that we're talking about put extra demands on the system. And so techno fixes aside, you're, you have this major ingredient, this force multiplier of our immigration policy that is going to have serious ramifications, not just in the future years, but especially for the next generation of Americans. They are going to be fighting these fights that we are setting them up for, and they're not going to have much of a choice about it if we don't change our policies. Well, exactly, and it's unsustainable. And if if anybody can do math, I'm not the greatest at it, but even I can see that it's not adding up. So they don't have a plan for this. All the, all they want is for whoever wants to come in to come in right now. I think they're figuring it out now that New York and, and other sanctuary, I don't want to be sanctuary anymore cities, are finding out that this is the same problem they've been facing in the Deep South for years now. And now that it's finally happening to them, they want to sue the other governors because the governors can't take it anymore. They're like, here, have a taste of your own medicine. So it, I think this starts mm-hmm. the conversation. I I hope it does, um, because these immediate problems that these cities are having are very real. You know, what we've seen is is that uh, when it's spread out across the country, it's it, it kind of hides the cumulative effect a little bit. And it does ease the pain on in each specific destination if everything is if everybody gets spread around that's part of what new york and chicago and illinois they're saying they're saying please let's let's move these people around we can't have all of them here of course people are going to go where they want to go that's you know that's there's only so much you can do there um but uh but it has shown a light on you know we get to see the cumulative effect when it's all in one place and you can spread it around but the demand the overall demand on our infrastructure and on our resources is the same even if it's harder to see even if you did spread it across all 50 states equally for instance um, and so this is a great opportunity for us to look at this and, and think long-term, which is not something that our elected officials are very good at doing, but um, those of you in the sense-making institutions and the media can help us uh, uh, be more educated voters and ask for better policies. And right now, Numbers USA is asking people to support HR2 and Congress. We think that is the major immigration border enforcement reform bill that the House passed in the spring, closes all kinds of loopholes, and would and when really, you know, decrease illegal immigration um, more than probably we've ever seen. And um, we think that bill needs to be attached to any kind of government funding bill. That's what we're asking our uh, our members to call Congress about. Yeah, we would love that. But they're not just coming across the border, which, by the way, Joe has decided the wall's a good idea now that he sold, you know, most of it for pennies on the dollar. Um, now mm-hmm. that's, that's going up in portions of Texas. But he's flying in 200,000 immigrants, flying them in unbeknownst to many people as well so it's not just the ones coming across the border he's flying them in that's right there there, there are direct flights uh to the city uh, destinations of their choices there's also a mobile app where people can schedule an appointment at a port of entry to be released again all of this is outside of the legal immigration system established by Congress, by yep. the you know the people's representatives, it's a shadow immigration system, and it's bigger than our congressionally uh, mandated uh, immigration system, which again is already the biggest in the world and probably unsustainable itself at over one million green cards per year. Yeah. Um, you got illegal immigration is about two million a year, and, and legal immigration is about one million a year. Uh, that 
imposes a huge demand on the infrastructure and our resources. Yeah, they may not have a long-term solution, but it's funny when they're at the end of their term or or they're running for re-election, they all of a sudden have all the answers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, Biden voted for the Secure Fence Act in 2006 and was quite proud of it, um, and at the time was had no qualms about stating, as, as my organization states, that uh, you don't need to fence the entire 700 miles of the southern border, but uh, secure fencing in specific areas is a, uh, is, a, is really beneficial and can really help us uh, control the flows. Um, it's, a, it's part of a solution. We also need mandatory E-Verify. If you're not serious about the workplace, then you're not serious about the border because most people are economic migrants looking for work, and it's that incentive that drives, you know, hundreds of thousands of people a year to put their lives and their money into the hands of human smugglers. Yeah, and we, we've got to do more about it because if we don't, it's going to continue. I, I believe that it should be difficult to be a citizen. You should know, but I, I would like everyone to have to take the same test that they have to take to become a citizen. If we can't answer it, I guess we should, we should uh, maybe change something in our education system as well. But we right. cannot continue to have inward immigration the way that we have it, illegal immigration is what I meant to say, the way that it is, if we want to continue to have our infrastructure work. And that's not just power, that's water, that's all of it. It's that simple. Jeremy, where do people go to learn more about what you work on? NumbersUSA.com and on X at NumbersUSA. Thank you for not saying formerly Twitter. Drives me back crap <laughs> crazy because we already know. Jeremy Beck, we have Vice to President. move on, right? Yeah, we are. Let's move on already. It's the bluebird <laughs> is dead. Vice President, Numbers USA, Jeremy Beck. Thank you, sir. Take care. Take care. Bye. Uh, there you go.